Hey there, I'm Colton and you're listening to Carpool Chemistry, where I take science topics and try to make them entertaining so that you'll pay attention and actually learn something. All this in the hope that we can all fight idiocracy and the spread of ignorance. So fasten your seatbelt and get ready for Carpool Chemistry. So today on Carpool Chemistry, I kind of just want to do an introduction. A little bit about me, a little bit of my background, and why I decided to do this podcast in the first place. So the goal of this, uh, this podcast is to obviously inform. I, I want to entertain people. I want to inform people. And this came from just my own frustration, my own, uh, yeah, just frustration, my own not being able to handle everyday people just, you know, I, I look every day on Facebook and I just see ignorant post after stupid thought after pedantic ramble. And I just get so angry. You can ask my wife, get so angry. And I would try to comment and try to like change people's minds on just obviously false things. It just, as you can guess, never worked. You can never change somebody like that's mind once it's already made up. And so it just lead to just frustration and anger. And uh, I, I probably, the rough personality that I am, probably I, I, I think I pissed off and uh, probably lost some friends and so this is my way of not being so uh, upfront and probably helps my social media <laughs> so people just don't go, man, that guy's kind of an ass. So this is my way of combating stupidity is I, <laughs> I instead of trying to convince, you know, every mouth breathing, whatever, that they're wrong. I'm going to just try to educate actual people that will listen about science, about chemistry or about biology or whatever, maybe some physics. Okay. And one of the other big reasons why I wanted to do something like this is because of some of the problems with education that I've seen in my life. Um, a lot of educators are really boring uh, the subject that they teach may or may not be boring, but I mean, unless it's like, I'll admit for me, English and math, super boring. I was good at math, terrible at English. It's another story. Um, but I personally think those are boring subjects. Um, but those subjects that I don't think are boring that I think are exciting were first made exciting to me by a good educator. And I, I wonder how many people they aren't, they think like science or, you know, chemistry, physics, whatever is boring because number one, they had a teacher that ruined it for them or not even necessarily a teacher, just somebody ruined it for them. And I'm not like, against educators or anything, but I, I think sometimes educators don't realize 
the role that they have in instilling the future with curiosity and with, uh, I guess all the rest of us with hope. <laughs> um, but yeah, they, I think one of the problems that, and this is one of the problems that I saw personally, um, is teachers had struggles applying their own subject. Um, it's really easy to do math. Like you'd, you'd hear a teacher, like students would ask, when are we ever going to apply this? And a teacher would be like, oh, you will just, you wait later on. Or they'd give the like, well, you're going to have to, to do math next year or something like that, you know? And they just give, or they just give some like bull example of like some bull example problem for you to apply this ridiculous uh, concept that you don't understand why you need. Like an example of this would be uh, all the time. I, I I remember having to use it in calculus. It'd be like, you're on a boat and you're trying to get across the river, but the wind's blowing you down or the current's taking you down. And you had to use calculus to figure out, you know, how much fuel you were going to need or like how some distance like I'm never going to be pulling a piece of paper out while I'm floating down a river like oh crap I gotta figure out this problem so that we can solve this no like if you're gonna apply something actually apply it and because some they don't apply it uh I I, I see things like the other day I saw on Facebook it was a meme and it said, I don't know how to apply for credit. I don't, uh, I don't know how to do my taxes and I don't know how to uh, get a loan, but I know that Pythagorean's theorem is a squared plus B squared equals C squared. And it's supposed to be like, we l learn all these useless things in, in school, but we don't learn any important things. And it just, it fires me up every time. Just gets me going, grinds my gears. I just, I get, I'm getting angry just thinking about it. Because <laughs> number one, how hard is it to plug your W-2 into TurboTax or whatever, where it's like giving you instructions the whole time on how to do it. And then it like sends it to the government for you. In this day and age, that is ridiculous me. And like, same with like going in and writing your name on a paper at the bank to get a loan. Like it's, it's not hard. It's not, it's, it's not something you should learn in school. So that leads to the second point. Like, what did you expect? It's your parents' job to prepare you for life. High school and school in general is to prepare you to be a well-rounded citizen and to go to college. Not to teach you to do your taxes. I mean, yeah, there's those financial literacy classes, and I think those are good because those are things you don't learn in college. But your parents should teach you a lot of those things, you know? Um, and, yeah, it just – it always – it just killed me. And I just think there's a way better way to do these things. You need to actually apply the problem and that would fix a lot of people like ruining math for people or ruining English or ruining science. Give them problems that you actually 
can use in your daily life. Like, for instance, so I, I grew up on a dairy farm. And the past several years, I've used Pythagorean's theorem several times on the dairy farm. Okay? There's, there's not a field out there that's more like you don't need, like, college education or even a high school education to be a dairy farmer. Uh, people have do it, done it for thousands of years without high school educations and college educations. But anyways, the last time I was – I used Pythagorean's theorem. It was just this last summer before I started grad school. I was building a metal fence on one of our dairies. And this metal fence, uh, I used two pipes to make upright fence posts, obviously, and then one across the top. And it was the end of the fence, so it needed to be supported. It was going to, we were going to take wires and run through all of the posts. And, and we were going to stretch them tight, and these big, thick metal cables would just destroy the end if it didn't have support. It would pull the tops of the the fence over and ruin the posts. So I needed to make a support beam that would go from the top of the corner to the bottom of the next post in. And this would be the support beam. And I needed to know how long to make that metal support. Well, Pythagorean's theorem's like, you know, perfect for that. So instead of just like making one corner and then just like cutting it and trying it and, you know, maybe messing up and having to start all over, I did some math. I measured how tall one of the posts was. I measured how far apart the posts were. And I just did some quick, simple math. Got it perfect the first try. You can go look for yourself. It's off the Honeyville exit. You know, uh, it's it's just important. And that theorem made it a breeze. Uh, but I'm kind of getting off topic here. So to make a long story short, I I think the school system has failed students. You know, I I think of science in particular. I mean, I'm a scientist. So I remember leaving high school with this thought that like the only thing you could do with a science degree was become a doctor or to become some like you know, person that makes bombs for the military. That's like, oh, okay, I can either make bombs for the military or I can become a doctor. And uh, and that it's 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 a very harming attitude that we're instilling in these these high school kids. They need to know that there's other options and that it it, it might interest them. But we kind of have this attitude as a people in the United States that everything's about money. Everything's like you – like I feel like that's also what I left high school with. Like whatever you do, just go out there and make a lot of money. And that's and that's not what's important. We can, Not every single person can be a doctor. Not every single person can be a millionaire. We need people at all, walk, all walks of life. And, and this attitude, it persists into college as well. Like I, I, I teach general chemistry labs at USU and at the first of the semester, I always have the students 
uh, say their name, you know, their major, and what they want to do with their major. And you would be shocked how like how many kids are either they. This is what they say: I'm a pre-med, I'm pre-vet, or I'm pre-engineering. That's almost always what they say. Like, oh, you just happen to be trying to go into some of the three most lucrative professions in science. And like engineering, it's kind of its own thing. I, I think that's great. But the I'll, I'll, I'm not going to lie. I think the pre-med and the pre-vet, they, they get me. That it, it kind of bothers me. Not only because they say their major is pre-med or pre-vet when there's no such thing as a pre-med or pre-vet major. Um, but it's, it's the same attitude that like, I want to do with my profession that makes the most money. It's not about what you like to do or that you even have an interest in science because that's what their major is. They have to have a science major to be, uh, or, I mean, I guess if you actually want to be a doctor, you could be like accounting major or a business major and taking science classes, but you're still an accounting major or you're still a business major taking science classes so you can go to med school. You're not a pre-med. Anyways, it's different rant. Different rant. The the point I'm trying to make is these kids, they're taught that they need to make money. And I remember being told the same thing. Like, why do you want to be a chemist? Why do you want to be a biochemist? They don't they don't make as much money. You should go be a doctor. My my mentor at UVU made like eight hundred thousand dollars a year as a radiologist. It's like insane amount of money. And that's awesome if that's what like if that's what you really want to do if you really want to help people that is great and you know what cool making that much money but I didn't I didn't want to be a doctor I really enjoy chemistry and biochemistry so I wanted to be a biochemist so that's why I'm getting a PhD but anyways that's that's why I want to make this podcast I would. You know, these kids, they think that the only thing they can do with their degree is be a doctor. And there's so much more. And, you know, that's 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 why I want to make this podcast. You know, science. There's people don't realize that, like, science controls every single aspect of their life every single day. Like why (laughs) why you can breathe oxygen, why you wake up, why. Certain things make the way make you feel the way they make you feel. Why your cell phone works, why satellite works, why your car turns on when you twist a key. And those things are important. We we should have a basic understanding of why those works. Why gasoline burns. Why breathing oxygen makes me still alive. You know, things like that. We should have a basic understanding of those things. And if we don't, we our society is going to backtrack into just oblivion and nothing. And you can kind of see that happening. I mean, you just, you scroll through Facebook and there's just everything from if you zest a lemon in your eye, you'll never get cancer or some, you know, like just crazy idiotic things because people don't have a basic understanding of just life. Science is, A basic understanding is the knowledge of everything that we know. And so, yeah, it's important, and I I get fired up about it. Um, But, like, as important as I think science is, I think it's also important 
to think like a scientist, not like looking at everything like, oh, that what's the chemical makeup of that? But just like, I think our society would be a much better off if people were skeptical. If And by skeptical, I don't mean doubting as much as I mean just inquisitive and curious and asking questions. That's how a scientist thinks. A scientist, as a scientist, I don't look at, you know, something and go, what is the makeup of that? I look at it and go, why is it that way? Why is this, you know, why does oxygen make me be alive? And, and because of science, we can find those answers. And being skeptical like that, if everyone was skeptical, and like I said, I'm not talking about being doubting and just being like, oh, I don't believe you. Which, I mean, it kind of is. Being skeptical is wanting to find the answers for yourself. Not being doubting of everything no matter what. Skeptical is just, I, I want to find my own answers. Or I want to know the real information behind this. And if everyone was, I, I think, skeptical, and you guys may disagree with me. That's, you know, this is a lot of my opinion. But I think if we were skeptical, we wouldn't have scam artists. We wouldn't have these people selling snake oil and, you know, all of these just things that just trap people. If people were like, you know, and it's, it's not about not trusting people. It's just wanting to know as much information as you can before you make a decision. Not, not just taking someone's word for anything, you know? And so I think we need to, you know, as a society, always ask why, how, what for, what would happen if, and, and I feel like we all at one point, I, I Neil deGrasse Tyson has an awesome talk about, he talks about little kids are scientists. And, and at some point we do, we lose that little scientist in all of us that's asking why, what happens if I do this? What happened? You know, I remember being that as a little kid. That's probably why I ended up being a scientist now is, you know, I, I feel like people tried to squash that curiosity in me. I remember getting in trouble a lot as as a little kid for asking too many questions. And and for some, some reason, I never gave up on, you know, wanting to be a scientist and being really curious about things and wanting to know truth. Um, but, you know, science and... I, I may piss off some of my uh, conservative listeners, if any of them are listening, that I'm sorry, but business did not make America great. Science made America great. Science is what progressed this nation to the point it is now. And it's what's going to keep progressing this nation. It's what drives the economy. It's what drives everything in American ass. I mean, yeah, there's, you can say there's our tenacious attitude and things like that, but that tenacious attitude when applied to science is what propelled us as a nation. And I'd be willing to debate anybody on that. Uh, that's the entire reason why we won world war two in my mind. Um, but it always reminds me of this. It's one of, it's, it's a quote I've tried to, to, live my life around by one of my idols. His name's Dan Gable. He's one of the, I mean, I was a wrestler in high school, a wrestler in college. And so Dan Gable, he, if he's not one of your idols as a wrestler, you're, you're not a wrestler, but, uh, 
like I've always said, if we stop asking these questions, we we just kill the curiosity in these kids by, you know, not getting them excited, not feeding their curiosity and allowing them to ask questions. We're going to we're going to become idle as a nation. And this Dan Gable quote always, you know, kind of makes me realize that again. He said, uh, "When we, progre- we progress only when we push ourselves to the highest level. And if we don't progress, we backslide into bad habits, poor attitude, and laziness. And I wholeheartedly believe that. And, and I've seen it in my own life, uh, you know, the good and the bad. But, you know, it, as, a, as a nation, we're only going to progress if we really push science and really push curiosity – that's that's how we progress as a nation. That's how we progress as a people. Is that we got to keep asking questions. We got to be scientifically minded. And once again, that's like that's what I want to do with this podcast is help people to realize you can ask these questions. You can ask these hard questions, and you can find answers to them. I mean, I'm going to try to provide some answers, but you can find a lot of answers on your own. I'm just going to try to make it entertaining. So the purpose of the podcast is to instill curiosity and skepticism. And once again, I'm not talking about being distrust, like not trusting anybody, just doubting everybody. I'm just talking about asking questions. And I'm going to try to give you guys truth or the best we have in knowledge in that particular topic. And I want to do a whole range of topics. Um, so yeah, that, that's the purpose of this podcast is that I want to I want to instill curiosity in whoever listens. Like, ho- hopefully, I bring up some cool things and maybe make you realize why we need science and why science is awesome. It's you know that's why why I chose it as a career. So yeah, that's hopefully I I can do that. So now with the purpose kind of out of the way. Uh, I, I kind of did want to introduce that. Sorry, I did want to introduce myself a little bit, so you guys kind of understand where I'm coming from, why I think the way I do. Um, I grew up on a dairy farm, as I've kind of previously mentioned, in northern Utah, by a little town uh, called Corinne. And uh, like I said, I grew up on this dairy farm, and it kind of shaped the way I. I think about things. I was able to, as a little kid, be on my own quite a bit and kind of just be curious about things. I I remember just I, I wanted to climb things. I my I was probably just it was probably hell to raise me because I I was always wandering around. Try I just wanted to know what was in stuff. I wanted to to take things apart, be able to see if I could put them back together. I, I remember specifically one of my teachers in elementary school noticed that about me and allowed me to do that. She allowed me to take apart a phone and put it back together because, I, I mean, she was obviously a good teacher and instilled that in me. But, you know, that was one of the the driving forces in my life is that I was curious and asked questions. Um, and a dairy farm really helped me to be able to uh, – cultivate that curiosity and it also gave me this attitude of working hard um that coupled with that i i wrestled 
as my main sport. Those two things taught me hard work and it's helped me get to the point that I am now that I'm pursuing a, a PhD uh, in biochemistry. Um, so I, like I said, I, I wrestled, wrestled all the way through my whole life, <laughs> uh, wrestled all the way up through high school. Um, and then from high school, I went on a two year LDS mission in Houston, Texas. And when I got home from that, I, uh, I went and started to pursue a bachelor's degree, uh, at Utah Valley university in chemistry with an emphasis in biochemistry. Um, and while I was, I was, I was at UVU because I had a wrestling scholarship because I had done well in high school. And, and, uh, so I, I got to have my education paid for between my wrestling scholarship and my academic scholarship. Um, and at UVU, I, I got married to my wife, Samantha, uh, where she was originally at USU and then had to move down to BYU because of me. Um, and so she, she finished her degree at uh, BYU. So she's like half USU, half BYU. And she got a degree in uh, nutrition science. So we're both, you know, very scientifically minded people. Um, and now, now that we've both finished our degrees, we're, I'm, <laughs> I live in Brigham City. I actually live in the house that I uh, had as a, I grew up in as a little tiny kid. Um, and I drive over to Logan to USU where I'm pursuing a PhD in biochemistry. Um, and a little bit, I, I'm just going to briefly explain what I do at USU. I, I, uh, I study, uh, pathogenic bacteria, uh, specifically Shigella. Um, and one, maybe one of these days I'll actually do get deep into it. Probably when I'm trying to get ready for a presentation or a seminar or something, I'll, I'll kind of do an episode on what I on what I study, um, but I'll say that we, we study type three secretion systems. If you want to Google it, you can see what they are, but basically study how infectious bacteria invade our cells and how they, and how they make us sick basically. Um, so that's what I study. And so, yeah, that's a, that's a little bit about me. Um, and so this podcast, what I kind of want to do with it is I, I want to do it as often as possible, whether that's twice a week or, you know, once a week, if things get real busy, I want to at least do it once a week. Maybe I'll do, you know, I might have time to do three one in a week sometimes, but um, I want to try to do it as often as possible. And I'm going to try to make it as entertaining as possible. Um, so hopefully this one didn't bore you guys. But uh, the next episode that I want to do, hopefully to get you guys maybe pique your interest a little bit more than this intro one, is that I, I want to talk about cancer and why why there's not a cure for cancer yet. Um, you you see a lot of that on Facebook, like oh if you like I said if you put onions in your socks it'll pull out all the cancer cells or you know we'll talk about some antioxidants and things like that what causes cancer what, what we can actually do about cancer and why is it so hard to find a cure? You know, we've, we've been doing science forever and we haven't found a cure for cancer yet. And it's led to these 
these crazy conspiracy theories that the government's trying to trying to keep the cure away from people because they want to keep us down. Like just crazy stuff like that. But if you actually understand what cancer is, you know, you know damn well why we don't have a cure for it yet. And and we'll get into that next week so that you can be informed. And we'll we'll talk about a lot of just the crazy people and the crazy stuff they they think cancer is and what can cure it. You know, we'll talk about marijuana, we'll talk about these antioxidants. We'll talk about that. We'll we'll talk about a lot of stuff. We may even get into the Warburg effect. Uh, well, we will get into the Warburg effect and and how that could actually help with cancer. And um, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll just we'll get into it. We'll get right in the thick of it. And so hopefully, I'll I'll give you guys a heads up when that one's coming up. I. I, I might be able to do it this week. I don't know. I, I don't I'm in grad school, so I don't know day to day what my schedule is, but I'm definitely gonna start preparing for it. Um and I, I, I think that'll be good. So uh I just wanted to end with like I, I, I hope this I hope this went well. I hope I don't sound like an idiot. Um but if you do want to contact me, I have set up an email. Uh, it's carpoolchemistry at gmail.com if you want to email me. That's probably going to be the best way. I have it linked so that it goes to my actual email. But uh, So, yeah, if you want to contact me, let me know what you thought of this episode and what you'd like to see, what you think I got wrong in the future, or, or with this one, if you want to debate with me. That's totally awesome. I like debate. Um, and maybe what you liked about it. What do you want to see in – in the episode. And like I said, when, when you send in stuff about what I got wrong, I, I'm not going to get offended. If you just say that I'm a total idiot, I, I, I can take it on the chin. Um, I know I'm not perfect. And I, I hope you guys realize that I'm, I'm not the smartest person ever. I don't know everything. Hopefully by the end of my degree, I know I'll know a ton about one little thing, you know, one little protein, um, and I am a human person, so I make mistakes. I'm going to say something wrong. I'm going to mess something up. Um, so, yeah, just go ahead, contact me. Let me know what kind of episodes you want to see. Um, and, yeah, hopefully I, I don't expect this to grow a ton, but it would be kind of cool. I, I would, you know, I, I, I want to be able to communicate well chemistry. I think that's, like I said, I, I think that's one of the main problems with science in general. It's just that people don't know how to communicate it. You just have these uh, these PhDs that are you know teaching in college, and I'm not gonna lie, <laughs> a lot of them are kind of socially awkward. I mean, there's quite a few that aren't, but that I mean, if you've been to college and taken a chemistry class, I'm sure, or physics or biology or whatever, you've met a professor and you're like, whoa. That guy, I could not hold a conversation with that guy. And and that's one of the main problems with what happens with science is that these socially awkward people go and they want to communicate their findings. And so then they talk to somebody whose whole job is to not be socially awkward. They talk to the media and then the media 
especially the sensationalized media that we have today, they take it and just run with it. They're going to say whatever they can to sell a newspaper or, you know, get viewers. And that's, that's part of the problems with why there's so many, uh, there's so many schisms that people think that science doesn't know what it's talking about or, Oh, they got it wrong. And it's not the scientists, the data, the data doesn't lie. It's the media that takes it and, and really jacks it up. And it's because these scientists don't know how to communicate. So that's one of the reasons I guess I didn't talk about that. I want to do this podcast for is I want to get better at communicating science. And so if you have a, like, you know, if you didn't understand something, let me know. And I, I I'll try to explain it better. And I want to get better at explaining science, especially complicated science in a layman's term, because I think that'll help science as a whole. And so, yeah, if please contact me, please let me know how it's doing. If you just want to say hi, that's cool too. So thanks. And uh, hopefully I'll see you guys next time or not really see you, but hopefully I'd see that you viewed this. So uh, have a good one. We'll see you next time.